welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. I could not be more excited for today's episode. We are talking with Autumn and her story is incredible. I don't want to spoil the podcast, but I do want to tell you a little bit about Autumn. So me and Autumn do very similar things, like-minded individuals, and Autumn is magic and she is going to sprinkle it all over the show today. So a little bit about Autumn. She has her own podcast that empowers women to really step into their power to develop a relationship. She's a manifestation coach and she loves to allow you to learn how to use your own magic, the connection to the divinity, to create the life of your dreams. Her personal journey began when healing from an eating disorder, and she found healing through self-love. She began coaching other women along the same path, and this has just naturally evolved to a spiritually rooted brand. It's become very organic, and she helps women remember their own manifestation power and their potential. She helps clients find inner freedom and enjoy the beautiful human experience that each and every one of you deserve. Today, we are going to talk about a taboo topic money, your relationship with it, and how to change it. This is an episode you'll want to stick around till the end. Without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Autumn to the show. Autumn, welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I'm so excited for our conversation today. How are you? Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited as well, and I'm doing really good. I'm feeling pretty inspired right now by the change of seasons. I've been living on Maui for the past five years and I just moved to Colorado and I'm starting to get that like pre-fall feeling and like fashion and outfits and I'm just feeling inspired by season change right now. Oh, I love that. Me my husband. Fall's coming a little bit sooner this year. Yeah, I'm feeling it in the air, but also coming from Maui, it feels, you know, it, it's like a change that I'm not used to. So it's really cool. Right, right. I bet. And you get snow there, right? Oh, yeah. I'm actually living in like this small, small, small mountain town that's we're like 10,000 feet elevation. So I think we're going to get a lot of snow, kind of like win- <gasps> winter wonderland. So it's going to be like different. not leave your house. <laughs> For like days at a time. I think so. So we'll see how it goes. Oh. One season I want to do that in Montana. Like just like go all in and like do the winter, you know? Yeah, I'm excited. I've been craving it really. Last winter I was wanting that in introversion, that inwardness, and I couldn't quite find it in the tropics, you know? So I think this one winter here will make up for the five winters I missed. So yeah. 
<laughs> do you feel the need to be able to have that like wanting to learn and like have that thirst for knowledge when you're going inward too definitely definitely I think that I really appreciate like the quiet and the not having to do anything and then with that all the permission to do all the things that I want to do um especially that are just like in my mind and yeah within books and the online courses I've bought that I haven't quite dove into you know right I do know (laughs) what are you dealing with Maui that has to be I mean hard yeah it's it's crazy so I left island July 15th so about a month before the fires happened and all my people are there like my my blood sisters there all my close friends are there but they've kind of been on the other side of the island so it's been so interesting to watch from afar um, because the energy of Maui for me at least is like when I'm there, I'm only there. Like I'm just there. And when I'm not there, I am not there at all. Like it feels so far away, like so unreal almost like, like an illusion of sorts, just because it feels so like I left the Island everything was fine, you know? So it's been interesting. Um, Yeah. It's, it's crazy, honestly. And there's so many, things like that we could get into about it like the from the political stance to like the the indigenous people of that land and the specific houses that got burned down and the mansions that didn't and i mean there's just so much within that mm-hmm. and yeah for anyone listening there's this incredible venmo page um i think it's like lahaina underscore fires venmo or something like that and it's all the local people who lost everything that you can donate to directly. So I've been just doing my best to give to local families and just like hold, you know, hold it in my prayers. But for my friends and family that are there, it, it the whole island has been affected. You know, even the people who weren't through, like some more than others. So the people who lost everything and then, you know, the people who died in the fire, like lots, right. like a lot of people died in these fires. Um, to just the community that's like having to show up and take care of everything because the government hasn't really stepped up. So it's super interesting what's happening over there and really sad. And also I think there's some hope, like some faith that maybe this will spur a little bit of a revolution amongst the Hawaiian kingdom and lots lots to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. brought up a really perspective and it spoke so deeply when we were talking about how as a collective it's such a rebirth process right and like stepping out of this one suit and like trying to figure out and navigate what this suit looks like it's pretty much like across the board I feel like everyone has these huge transitions happening in their lives and everything you know just everything's pivoting and had compared it to Maui and she's like you know what that's the heart of Gaia right and she's like and so it was literally on fire and she's like and now collectively we're all feeling that you know rebuilding and having to start from you know absolutely ground zero and that hit me I was like oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that perspective too. And my work, I talk a lot about, you know, how the external world truly is only a reflection of our internal world. And the way that 
we have been moving through this life as a collective has needed to be burnt down in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for the external, you know, Maui, the heart to, yeah, having been burnt down, like it's definitely not a coincidence in my mind because once like Phoenix energy, right? It's like when something turns to ash that a new life gets to start. So it's really exciting to see what that will be for the Hawaiian kingdom. And also I think for each of us individually. So I love that parallel. Yeah, it was uh, definitely spoke to me this morning. So I love stories. I love to hear journeys. And I want to know, like, who are you? Like, how do you step into your dharma? And what has your journey been like? You can make it as long as you feel called. <laughs> I love that. So um, my journey started, I'll, like, when I was a little girl. And I grew up in West Texas in an oil-filled town. I had not seen a mountain. I had not seen a river until I was like 13. Um, I lived with two pump jacks in my backyard, literally. And those pump jacks are what pump oil from the earth. And um, I grew up just, yeah, like with a little bit of magic while my grandma was alive. We built fairy houses and she had a pool above the ground and we would play mermaids. And there was this essence of magic in my childhood. And when my grandma died, magic kind of died with her. And I decided from a young age, I was going to pursue modeling because I'm a tall woman. I'm like five, nine. And in order to be a model, I thought, you know, I'll be a model like Kate Upton's a model because I'm a pretty voluptuous woman as well. And my first modeling agency told me there's only one Kate Upton that I needed to lose 15 pounds. And I'm 15, by the way, I was literally 15 years old. And that if I did that, maybe I can, you know, like pursue modeling. And I'm not one to back down from a challenge. I'm the kind of person that I set my mind to something. It is going to happen. So I made it happen. I lost 15 pounds. I moved to New York. Everything was going really well, um, except for I had lost way more than 15 pounds and developed an eating disorder and an exercise addiction on the way to pursuing my modeling career. So I was in New York. Things were starting to go well. Yeah, like the story of so many women, right, having an eating disorder and, um, yeah, wanting to change my body, you know, to fit in with these standards, like with these beauty standards, specifically to model. But I had this intuitive awakening in literally a park in Brooklyn, broke out in full body hives and was like, I can't do this. Like my intuition was just like, you cannot do this. Like you have to go home. So I'm 19 at the time. I um, had just put down my life savings and a down payment for an apartment and, you know, first and last rent. Didn't get any of my money back, lost every dime I had ever saved up until this point in New York over these four months when I was trying to pursue modeling there, went back to West Texas with like my tail between my legs, like what the fuck am I doing? I thought this was it. Like I thought I was going to be a model. And I started before I had moved to New York, I have started this YouTube channel because I was going to be a professional model and vlog a day in the life in New York City and like all these like big things from my little (laughs) Texas girl upbringing. So I had this YouTube channel and I, I get there back into my hometown and I start talking about eating disorder recovery and self-love. And my YouTube channel just blew up because people weren't talking about this back then. Like 
people weren't talking about eating disorder. It was like height of diet culture, really. Like now there's like body positivity everywhere. Um, and it's really common, but I had gained 40 pounds in a month in recovery. And I just felt so alone and out of place and wanted to share my journey. And through that, that started me on this path. Like that gave me a platform to be able to speak and share. Um, so I worked with women through that. Yeah. Super sweet. I mean, I, I impacted thousands of women's lives through my self-love content and, um, then my work, you know, it's evolved as I've evolved. So I was like 1920 at that time. I ended up moving to Maui under like pure manifestation, which got me into the manifestation work and, and magic and really like ultimately bringing me into this place of just taking kind of radical responsibility for my life as a woman and helping other women do the same so they can create the life of their dreams come true as well. So with that is like a little bit of magic, a little bit of the witchy world, um, manifestation, nature connection, radical self-honesty. And yeah, that's the, that's the quick version. <laughs> wow. Amazing. So when you, what year was this when you had started talking about your eating disorder on YouTube? This was 2000, late 2017. Wow. I think late 2017. Yeah. It's amazing as women how far we have come and just like what, you know, COVID was so hard collectively in the growth of that vulnerability every day in a way that so safe and so heard. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now, you know, I talk about eating disorder and everyone knows what I'm talking about. And most women, you know, can relate in some way and are open to sharing about that and talking about that and being vulnerable and real. And I think that it's a huge piece of healing. You know, when something's in the shadow, in the unconscious, it's like a monster hiding under a bed. It has power over us. But as soon as we turn the lights on, you know, and look under the bed, the monster's not there or it's way smaller than we thought. And we can actually do something, you know, from that place. So yeah, I think it's fabulous that so much awareness has come up around eating disorder because I mean, I've literally never met a woman who hasn't had some sort, whether it be full blown or just like, yeah, I'm going to go to the pool later. So I didn't eat lunch, you know, it's like every woman has struggled in some way. So it's so awesome that collectively we're really moving through that in a big way. Absolutely. So I would love to talk about something that's still kind of taboo and how money and spirituality can go. Ooh, I love this topic. So I, the way I really have approached my journey with spirituality, um, it, you know, it was a huge part of like eating disorder recovery for me and finding self-love. It was like, who am I? You know, who am I? Like, what is my purpose? What is my value? How am I, how am I on this planet? And where will I go when I die? Just kind of like, I was super existential for a good chunk of my twenties. Um, and that really brought me into like, what I call the truth, like the truth for me, that everything is divinity. Everything is source. Energy isn't created or destroyed. 
it's only transformed. That means everything, whether it be plastic, whether it be my microphone, whether it be me, whether it be you, Courtney, your audience, you listening, we are all source. We are all source energy that's been recycled and transformed into different iterations and incarnations. And that includes money. That includes money. And I think that we've like grown up culturally, societally, that money is something outside of us that has a lot of power over our lives, that has a lot of power over how we do things and if we can do things and how worthy we are. We use it to condition ourselves in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And the approach I take to both money and spirituality is one of truly radical self-responsibility to say, you know what? Nothing outside of me is my source. Money isn't my source. People that I love, even though I love them and I care about them, they're not my source. Um, There's no condition outside of me that is my source. I am my source. Because I am source, as you are source, and my microphone source, and everything is source. And from this kind of paradoxical place of like, deep power, right? I'm saying that we, each and every one of us are like Jesus, you know, like we are deeply powerful beings Mm -hmm. and we're equally powerful beings, right? So there's this deep humility at the same time. I am no more than the dirt under a tree. I am no more than the the earthworms. Like we are all source. And, And then that kind of instantly, right, takes the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the power away from money to be something more or bigger than us that we have to deserve, that we have to earn, that is bad or good, right? Source is everything. I think we we grow up kind of culturally, even if we aren't raised Christian, like I wasn't, but I still always had this idea that God is good. And now I really look at God as everything. And that's a really big energetic difference, right? So God is everything. And money is just a part of that money is a consciousness as i am but it's all the consciousness of source right so creating money for me and i see for a lot of my clients comes really easily when we're not using it as a condition and we're not using the things Mm. that we think need in order to create money as conditions and we really let our connection to source guide the way oh there's, there's so much meaning behind that small little sentence you just said. You could dissect that in so many ways. Did you personally, when you got into doing the work that you are doing now, did you have to do a lot of work around your relationship with money? I know I did. Oh my God. So much. So much. Right. I mean, I grew up like saying like, oh, we're broke was just something like my parents said all the time, you know, I, and, and so simultaneously, like casting all these spells around how we do not have yet. I watched my dad's worth be fully tied to money. And I really took that on and I'm not blaming him at all. It was a part of my, you know, karma in this life in a really beautiful way. But yeah, I've had to do so much unpacking around my relationship to money and what I used money to condition myself with. Like if I have money, I'm good. And if I don't have money, I'm bad. Well, that is like a whole, I mean, that's a whole messy situation, right? Mm, Absolutely. What would you say in doing the work around money was the most powerful? 
helpful tool for you personally. I know there's a lot of different ways that you can do work to repair that relationship with money, but for the people in the audience that are listening, what are some things has to be like, okay, I'm going to start relationship and really change how I energetically connect with money? So I love this question. The biggest thing for me was really untying money from my worth. Like I was saying about that condition, like when I do have money, I'm good. And when I don't have money, I'm bad. So I used money to feel good about myself. And anytime there's a condition in between me and source, so money became a condition in between me and my connection to divinity, my unconscious is going to create as many opportunities as possible for me to heal that. So this is a really important thing to for everyone to understand about reality. Everything in nature is orientating itself towards healing at all times. Everything wants to heal, whether we have some kind of illness or sickness in our bodies or some kind of confrontation happening externally in our reality, it is happening for healing. It is happening for expansion. It is happening for growth. This is just universal law. Life wants to flourish. Life wants to expand. We're in an ever-expanding universe. Everything is happening for our healing. So because I had money as a condition in between me and my worth, which my the only thing that can, can condition my worth now is divinity. And that means it's unconditional, right? That's kind of like a little loophole for my mind. Um, source is my condition. Therefore, it's unconditional. I am worthy no matter what. If I'm in my pajamas, if I'm crying, if I've done nothing but scroll on Instagram all day, like I am fucking worthy, period. And used to, my... I had to make money to be worthy, right? So I would condition myself and therefore keep creating situations in my life where I had no money, I had no money, I had no money in order for me to heal that, right? A lot of times we'll have these patterns in our life and we think they're bad because God is good and then there are bad things, but God is everything, right? So I would figure out what do you condition yourself around with money? Is it your worth like me? Is it um, feeling valuable, feeling seen, feeling loved, feeling chosen? We, depending on who you are and what your you know patterning may be, I guarantee you though there is something that you are holding money to that has nothing to do with money and everything to do about your relationship to yourself. And I'd get really clear on that and start seeing stressful situations with money as opportunities for you to take your power back from things outside of you that you've given power to. And most Americans, most people probably in general on this planet have used money as a condition, have used money as something to punish themselves with. I encourage the audience right now and really think about where you have used money to truly punish yourself. And I think it's a form of sabotage that's sneaky and very easily accessible to everyone. A hundred percent. And the beautiful thing though, is that it keeps coming up in your life so it can be healed. So it can be seen, so it can be loved, so it can be transformed. Because the truth of it is, like at the core, divinity doesn't look at your dramatic relationship with money and think, oh, this is bad. It looks at it and thinks, wow, what an experience. 
what a flavor of the world buffet. You could experience anything on this planet and you're experiencing money struggles. And divinity doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. And you have the power to create whatever you want with money, right? And that's where it gets really fun. But there's a level of emotional maturity that we have to have around money that we have not been taught. And it's not our faults, you know, it just we haven't been taught it. We haven't been practiced in it. But we can cultivate that maturity in that relationship where we're like, okay, money is is a tool. Money is a, a thing that is also divinity as I am. And when money comes into your life, this is another good tool here. Like I work with clients who will receive money and feel stressed about it <laughs> because they then have to, you know, figure out, okay, what bill does this go to or what do I do next? And when we think about money, when we talk about money, when money comes into our awareness, the energy that we are striving for, if we want a lot of money, is play, is happiness, is excitement, is curiosity, is like, ooh, money, yay, money's here, you know, but most of us have been taught like I was. And I feel like from what you were saying earlier, Courtney, maybe this applies to you as well. Money means stress. Money means hardship. Money means not enough. And that's a totally different energy that takes us out of our power, right? Because money is divinity as we are. And we can meet money in that place. And that's where things get really fun. Oh, that, you know, and I love because that comes down to the core of everything, right? Manifesting all the things. So I love that, that, you know, to just do that simple mindset shift. And so much easier said than done. (laughs) Oh my goddess. Yeah. It takes so much awareness and practice and devotion, you know, um, to, to choosing who we're going to be. And I work a lot with the energetics of choice, like we can hold so many truths at once and then choose which one we move from. Um, and that's kind of its own conversation. But one thing I want to add here to the money conversation and the power of emotion, I like to look at the little clues we've left ourselves as divinity through language. Like money in a bank, when it grows, it's called money that appreciates. So the energy of appreciation grows money right? So like just being grateful and appreciative for everything we have. Um, And another little word magic is the word currency. Money is called, is a form of currency. And a current is a wave of electricity. It's energy moving. So currency is energy in motion. We have whatever is current in our life, whatever we're experiencing currently is the energetic that's moving literally through the quantum field at this moment. And money is nothing but a currency. So we can really begin to take our power back from it. Like money holds so much power over people's lives and it doesn't want that power. It just wants to be experienced as the energy of the moment when it's flowing through our banks or when it's coming into our realities. But we have to have that, you know, emotional maturity over all the currents that move through our life, all the energy that moves through the present moment. So the money conversation takes us, you know, just deeper into who we really be moment to moment. I know that was a lot. (laughs) So much goodness though. I think this is something that has really come up a lot lately. Um, 
just as a theme I've seen is people struggling with their relationship and how to change it. And there being so much great information, I feel vastly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really can. When you work with women in a container, what does that look like? What are your different services that you offer? Can you tell? I know much. Yeah, there are a few ways to to journey with me. One, like if today's conversation is really speaking to you and you were like, I need to know more about this, I have a container called Magic Woman Mastermind where we're really diving into the laws of the universe, taking responsibility for our lives, taking power back from things outside of us that we've given power to, and creating from that really magical space, like being the magic woman, being the sorceress, as I like to say, over our lives. Um, And then I have Rose Codes, which is the feminine approach to this kind of work. So it's more about getting in the receptive mode, surrendering to to life's current, right, to divinity, um, being in our power in a way that's just like, I know what I want is going to come and then being able to soften and open to life. So women who come into that container are often like wanting to deepen in their relationships because we do talk about sex and sex magic in there and self-pleasure, wanting to receive more, like maybe they're in their masculine a lot and they're really wanting to come into their feminine essence. And it's just, it's a really beautiful space for self-knowing, like understanding pleasure in your body. And that's a huge part of manifestation and receiving money. Um, And then lastly, I have a podcast, Freeing the Wild Women. And there's tons of different ways you can be engaged in that community, including a retreat that's happening this October in um, Asheville, North Carolina, which I'm very excited about. It's over the Samhain portal, which is Um, what we would call Halloween, but the Celtic word is Samhain, where we're going to be exploring our wild woman and our full expression and that they, it's the witch's new year as well, Samhain. So our intentions for this year to come, what seeds we want to plant and things of that nature. It's going to be super fun. Oh, such a cool spot too. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. October is my favorite month, personally. Oh, I know. Me too, girl. I have three things that people can walk away with today to start embracing their wild woman before we end our podcast today. Yes. Okay. Love this. Um, first of all, take responsibility for your life. Like I'm just so passionate about this because when we do, we're free. And when we're free, we can do anything. So just like be willing to be honest with yourself and take responsibility for your life. One, two, get in nature more, get in nature by yourself, get in nature every day, listen to the river, feel the sun on your skin, breathe deeply, take in the oxygen around you and as you're connecting to each of these elements filling earth beneath you really just let your mind connect to the fact that this is the same air that's been on the planet since dinosaurs were here and this is the same water that's been on the planet since the dawn of earth's existence the same earth that your ancestors bodies were buried in that every animal that's ever died has been buried in and their bodies have broken down into earth matter and that is what you're walking on and that's what your food is grown from and that's what you're consuming and that you were just so unmistakably a part of 
creation and just like bask in that. And thirdly, make up your own rules. Like the rules that have been created for us on this planet were created by people who forgot that we are divinity. Be wild enough, be brave enough to make up your own rules about what this reality is and what it's going to be for you. Um, and lastly, connect to your moon cycle. I know this is bonus for have relationship to your pussy and to your bleed, like super, super important. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one was a game changer for me. Yeah, me too. So mm-hmm. important. I know we need like a part two on just how to do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for showing up today and just sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your gifts with the world. And I just honor you, Autumn. Yeah, thank you so much, Courtney. It's been so fun to chat with you today. And I'm really excited for everything that's to come for both of us. It's been really, really wonderful getting to be on your show. Thank you for having me. We'll be in touch so soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.